Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us. If you would share with a friend or if you use Apple to rate and review our show, it makes a big difference. One of our culture's commonly held beliefs is that if we just made more money, we wouldn't have financial stress. And I would venture to say probably most of us have financial stress at some level. And it's in different places in our financial life, but we feel financial stress. And it makes sense to think that more money would solve this. Because if we don't feel like we have enough money for everything that we need and want, more money makes that better. And so we work and we work and we strive for that promotion. We get that promotion and we get that raise And we think that, oh my gosh, this amount of money is going to change it. It's going to fix it. But yet, it lingers. The stress lingers. And so we're like, wait, what was wrong here? I thought this money would solve our financial stress. And then you realize, oh yes, I was wrong. It wasn't a $5,000 raise. It was a $10,000 raise that's going to fix my financial stress. So we work and we work and we work, sometimes at a job we hate, because we're trying to move up the ladder. And we get that promotion, that next one comes, and we hit that next level. But yet the financial stress is still here. And so we continue down that cycle again, again and again and again. And some of us continue down that cycle for years, some of us for decades. But the truth is, financial stress does not discriminate based on income. Now, I've had the privilege of coaching a lot of people. I've coached entry-level teachers, executives making six, seven, eight hundred thousand a year, professional athletes that have literally millions, people that are employees or business owners, people making a salary, people making an hourly wage, people making commission, people that are young, people that are, well, not so young, people that have kids, people that don't have kids, people that are married, people that aren't married, people that are divorced, people that are widowed. The whole gamut of people in our society, all walks of life. And I can tell you, their income does not dictate their financial stress. There's only one correlation between people who have financial stress and people who don't, or people who have a lot and people who have a little, and that's their behavior. Their behaviors and their decisions. The external factors matter. The job we have, the education we have, things that happen to us, things that are good, things that really hurt, things that suck. These things do impact us, but nothing impacts us as much as our behaviors and our decisions. I work with entry-level teachers who are crushing it, and teachers get a bad rap for their income, and, and, and we complain about teachers' incomes, and these young teachers are crushing it. Why? It's not their salary. It's their behavior and their decisions. And I know people that make six, seven, eight hundred thousand a year that struggle and feel a ton of financial stress. I know people that make a half million to a million that have an immense amount of financial stress and turmoil and broken marriages 
I know them. I've worked with them. And I've worked with everybody in between. Entry-level teachers, people making half a million or more. I've worked with that whole range. The decisions and their behaviors are what dictate whether they have financial stress. And so when I say that, what do I mean by, by behaviors? What do I mean by decisions? There's really five things, I think, that really, really drive the level of financial stress that we feel. And I'm sure there's more, but these five really stand out to me. These are the five that, that come to me whenever I'm meeting with folks. Number one, we need to understand money will not and cannot make us happy. It can't. Science has proven that, and my experience has proven that. Now, my experience may not mean much to you, but the science proves it, and I'm watching it play out all around us. And one of the consequences of that is if money cannot and will not make us happy, we ought to be making some different career choices. Because there's nothing that adds more stress to our life and to our finances than waking up every day hating what we're about to do. And here's one of the the ironic parts about pursuing money. Those that are trying to get rich typically don't because they're taking the shortcut routes. They're trying to cheat. They're trying to pursue something for the wrong reasons. And that generally causes them to fail. But what's funny is that the people that aren't pursuing money most often are the ones who end up with the money. It's one of the most ironic things that I watch play out in my career and the people all around me is that understanding that the pursuit of money not only will not make you happy, but it's probably not going to make you money. But if you pursue meaning and you make good decisions, you do the right things for the right reasons, often you'll end up with money. Shocking how that works. Number two, we need to budget. We need to be intentional. And this is the one I think is the easiest switch for people to flip. People that nothing else in their life can change, but if they were just to be intentional with their spending and how they handle their money, they would succeed and feel far less stress. And I'm not talking about spending less. Remember, if you've listened to other episodes, Budgeting is never about spending less. It's always about spending better. And so having intentionality with our spending will significantly reduce our financial stress. Now, my wife, Sarah, and I, we took a 90% pay cut. I talk about this a lot, but when we took a 90% pay cut, in theory, that should add a significant amount of stress to our financial life. Now, it certainly increased it, but the fact that we budget, we're good. We're fine. We're going to figure this thing out because we're in control. We have intentionality. We have a plan. And so not even a 90% pay cut was going to cause us undue stress. We'll figure it out with a plan. If we didn't have a plan, we would be a train wreck. We'd be fighting. We'd be yelling at each other. We would just have so much turmoil in our life. And, and we don't want that. Our marriage deserves better than that. And so does yours. Number three, we need to set a few very clear goals in, in note that a few very clear goals and then crush them. We often find ourselves having six, seven, eight, nine goals and we're pursuing all of them and we're accomplishing, well, maybe none of them. But I've found that if we just set a few very, very clear goals and pursue those aggressively, 
we're going to meet them. And not only are we going to meet those goals and accomplish those goals, we're probably going to do it faster than we thought we were going to. Focus makes a big difference. And when we're pursuing aggressively whatever goals we have, it, it seemingly reduces the stress that we feel because we're getting to where we want to go. Now, the sacrifice involved and the discipline, that's not always comfortable. But when we are pursuing our goals and we're getting there, that feels a lot less stressful than grinding out life, especially if you hate your job, grinding out life and not getting anywhere. And so just achieving goals and, and moving forward on those goals will make life feel so much less stressful, especially financially. Number four, being generous. Generosity always wins. And it's weird to talk about how do we solve financial stress in our life by being generous? Because in theory, if we give money away, we have less money, so we should be more financially stressed. And mathematically, that's true. But psychologically and spiritually, that's not true. When we're generous, something changes in us. It resets our notion of enough. It resets our notion of what it means to be blessed and to know that we're going to be okay. Generosity always wins. And anytime we feel financial stress, we should go be generous. We should go do something generous for somebody else. We should give to somebody that has nothing to give us back in return. That changes us. And when we do that, the stress reduces. Because if we can give something away and we're still okay financially, it's a reminder that, hey, we do have enough. We're going to make it. We're going to be okay. And if it just becomes a part of life, it's such a beautiful thing. And it ultimately can become one of the most fulfilling things we can ever do in our life, and especially our financial life. And number five, this is an important one too. And this one I think is especially important in today's society. We need to live in accordance with our values. I need to live in accordance with my values. You need to live in accordance with your values. And what that means is, we only have so much money coming in every month, thus this idea of budgeting intentionally. Every dollar you spend on something that doesn't add value to your life is one less dollar you have to spend on something that does. And so we need to make sure whatever we spend money on, it's in accordance with our values. It, my family went on vacation last week. Uh, we went away for a week and we just we spent some time. We, we swam and we got some sun and we, we went to an amusement park. We did a lot of fun things. And I would say, by and large, if I were to look back at everything we spent money on, it was in accordance with our values. We, we went to the restaurants that added value to us, the, one, the ones that we were interested in. We went and did the entertainment things that added the most value to us. Everything we spent money on, I would say, added value and it was in accordance with our values. Because we recognized we only had so much money for vacation, and so we didn't want to waste it on something that was meaningless for us. We wanted to make use of it in the best way possible. That same line of thinking applies to all areas of our finances. And so a lot of us, we're driving cars that we don't care about. And that adds stress to us because we have these big car payments, and we really don't care about cars. But the world says you have to have a nice, reliable, new car. And so if you're spending four, five, six hundred on a car payment and that feels stressful and it's not adding value to your life, 
that weighs on you. But what would happen if you didn't have that car payment and you got something cheaper and you spent that money on something more valuable to you, something that aligns with your values? That can change everything. The financial stress that we can eliminate just by making different decisions with our lifestyle choices. And I'm not always saying that spending less is better. I'm just saying spend less on things that you don't care about. If you're a big-time car guy, and I've had people respond to us on this podcast, and they've DM'd us, and they'll say, hey, Travis, I'm a car guy. Cars add value to my life. I I think it's stupid that you're sitting here telling people not to spend so much on cars. And I said, I'm not telling people not to spend so much on cars. I'm telling people not to spend so much on cars, well, A, if they use debt, and B, if they don't care. And I have some friends that are big-time car people, and I'm not going to tell them to spend less on cars. I have clients that are car people. I have a client that has $100,000 in guns. That's that's crazy to me. And and they know it's crazy. They know I think it's crazy. But it's, it's in accordance with their values. So it's not my job to tell them what's valuable and what's not. My job is to help them find what's valuable to them and lean into that. And so it's funny. I have a lot of clients that do things financially that I would never dream about doing. And they'll even be sheepish when they talk to me about this and they'll say, well, I spent this much on a dog or Travis, you wouldn't believe how much we spend dining out or we just, I just bought this, we just bought this jewelry and we, we did this and that. And, and so they, they say these things and they're a little bit embarrassed kind of, cause they're not telling anybody else, but they tell me because I coach them. And the conversation is never, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. The conversation is, well, is that in accordance to your values? And do you, Do you feel like it added value to your life? And if the answer is yes, then we're all good. That might have been a good decision. And so we need to scrap everything that everyone else is saying about what we should spend money on. And we should spend money on what adds value to our life. And when we do, it lowers our financial stress tremendously. Because there's nothing more demoralizing than spending money on something we don't care about only to not have something that we wish we could have if only we had the money. And so once we can do these things, we can stop chasing. We can stop chasing money. Because if we really believe that more money is going to reduce our financial stress, we're going to keep chasing. We're going to do anything and everything we can to get get our hands on some more money. And every time we do that, we are going to lose. We are always going to lose. And the really important thing that happens when we stop chasing money is that we can start chasing meaning. And when we chase meaning, it's game over. It is absolutely game over. Because when we pursue meaning, all these pieces come together and we can live such a rich and fulfilling life. And so I hope that that this helped and I hope that it gives you some things to think about as you're looking at your life and the financial stress that you might feel and it ebbs and it flows and and don't feel bad if you feel financial stress. I think we all feel financial stress at some level at some times in our life. Uh, My wife, Sarah, and I do. We have seasons, we have months where we face financial stress and that's okay. Don't be embarrassed by it, but just know that we have control over it and our income is not the problem. So if we can make some intentional choices and, and shift our behaviors, It can change everything. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you, whether you have questions or feedback. 
We always love hearing from you. You can find us at Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, at Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find our financial course, Meaning Over Money, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And as a podcast listener, we have a 25% off promo code for you. We don't want you to pay full price. If you're a podcast listener, take 25% off our courses. You can use the promo code podcast25, podcast25. If you're ready to go a little bit deeper, the course might be a good option for you. But if not, you just want to keep enjoying this free podcast. We are so glad you're here and we hope it continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. 